I'm the girl who talks a lot. I'm the girl who always has her head in the clouds. I'm the girl that tries to find the humor in every situation. I'm the girl who's too much. Hi, I'm Sam Richardson, and this is my podcast, Living Richardson. Welcome back, Glory Holes. Man, episode 11. I can't believe all my rambling has gotten this far. I'll be honest, as someone with ADHD, this is one of the first things I haven't given up on. We'll check back in a few months and see if we're still here. I'm having a lot of fun doing this, and I hope you're enjoying yourself right along with me. Thank you so much for all of your wonderful reviews. I love receiving your feedback. In fact... Today's episode was requested in our glory whore. Oh my God, I keep saying glory whore. I swear, I have recorded this over like three times already and I keep saying glory whore. So now this is staying in. Today's episode was requested in our glory whole, parentheses, Basin Warriors Facebook group by one of my fabulous moderators, Sandy Stork. Thanks for all you do, Sandy. One of my jokes is that the age gap between my daughters has me dealing with periods and potty training at the same time. Now that joke has its own episode. Today, I'm going to talk about my experience on parenting with an age gap. My sibling situation is complicated, to say the least. While I have no full-blooded, I hate that term, mind you, siblings and never lived with any of them full-time growing up, I was closest with my two younger brothers whom I share a mom with. I am five and a half years older than my one brother and almost 11 years older than the other. Being the oldest child of a single mother, I had to step into the role of caregiver a lot as a teen. It wasn't that I didn't like helping out. I just wish I wasn't pressured to grow up as quickly as I had to. Don't worry, I already plan on devoting an entire episode to what it's like being the oldest daughter of a single mother. There's a lot to unpack there. Given my family situation, I don't feel that I had the normal sibling experience. Let's face it, now that everything is being talked about, I'm realizing most of my life experiences aren't considered normal. Anyway, because of the age gap between myself and my brothers, I never wanted a big age gap between my children. I thought two or three kids with no more than a two-year age difference between each child would be perfect. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I should know better than anyone by now. Life doesn't always work out how you plan. I had Evangeline in 2011. Three years later, I had Graham. And four and a half years later, I had Blair. So my girls have a decent age gap of seven and a half years. Alas, leaving me to deal with periods and potty training simultaneously, something I'd never imagine myself doing. There is a huge contrast between parenting a tween and parenting a toddler. While I never envisioned my motherhood journey venturing this direction, it's honestly an amazing experience. Don't get me wrong, it's difficult, and I don't shy away from the rawness of motherhood. But it's very rewarding to create your own life and watch yourself grow as you take on challenges you'd never thought you'd face. 
Currently, my children are 11, 8, and 3 years old. Meanwhile, I'm still trying to comprehend that I'm a mom at all. I know that sounds weird to some of you, but I also bet there are a lot of you who can relate. I'm not talking about the sensation of losing yourself in motherhood, which is a real and valid experience. Rather, I don't even feel like a proper adult, so how can I possibly be a mother? I am responsible for three scaled-down savage versions of myself, when I'm still a bit feral. Anyway, mysteriously, I find myself to currently be the mother of an 11, 8, and 3-year-old, parenting both a tween and a toddler, respectfully, at the same time has been interesting, to say the least. I don't have a favorite child, but my relationship with each of my children differs. Not because I love one less than another. Obviously, that's not the case. My children are each separate individuals with their own unique personalities. They deserve their own unique relationship with their mother. Having a seven and a half year age gap between my daughters also means that I was in two different seasons of my life when I had them. With Evangeline, I was a new mother. I have always been great with babies and kids, so I knew how to care for them physically. But financially and emotionally? Back when I was only 21 years old? When I became a mother to Evangeline, I had a lot of life decisions to make. And I had to get used to making them with her in mind now. Every choice I made now would affect my child as well. That's a lot of pressure for a young single mom with no degree. It's heartbreaking to realize I lived in survival mode through the first years of Evangeline's life. I consistently kept one foot ahead of the other, fighting to stay afloat. It was near impossible to slow down and soak in her infant and toddler years. I find myself regularly looking back and forth between Evangeline and Blair, trying to wrap my head around how Evangeline grew so quickly. Just yesterday, she was running around in her undies with her high-pitched squeals. Well, she was doing that yesterday, but she's much older now. Immediately, the mom guilt sets in. I wish I could have been more mentally present for Evangeline. But wishing on the past doesn't change the future, right? I can only be a better mom now. When it comes to parenting an 11-year-old, I have to put myself in her shoes a lot. I try to do this with all three of my children, but especially Evangeline, since she's neurodivergent like myself. She and I are extremely similar, which, if you ask Kyle, is the reason we butt heads a lot. Two dramatic, over-the-top loudmouths. We have officially entered the stages of girl gossip and drama. The girl gossip and drama have always been there, but now as preteens, these chicks are vicious. I'm sure there will be plenty of drama with Graham as a teen, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But holy poop on a stick, teen girls are no joke. If you have a tween or teen, I'm sure you've teetered that fine line of dealing with their emotions. Every interaction with them could go south very quickly, depending on how you react and respond. Many times, Evangeline has unloaded on me. Apparently, I say the wrong thing, and she explodes. If I try to calm her down... She tells me I don't listen and don't care how she feels. But if I try to take her side of things, she defends her friends. It's a double-edged sword. I love that she wants to open up to me, 
but I have to tread lightly on how I acknowledge her. I must choose my words carefully. I even have to be mindful of my facial expressions. I'm not kidding. She steadily observes my face. Why does your face look like that? This is my face. You made this face. And then she'll contort her expression into whatever the hell she thought my face was doing. Why did you make that face? Having your every move monitored and analyzed by someone is exhausting. The further I trek into motherhood, I understand why some species eat their young. Sidebar, I found out that some species and insects, spiders, worms, and scorpions, the children will eat their own mother. I'm surprised this practice isn't more common in humans. I can definitely visualize Evangeline tearing me apart and feasting on my flesh. You know, normal mother-daughter bonding. There's a rule I try to follow when it comes to listening to her drama. I've learned to ask her, do you need to vent or do you want advice? You may have heard of this before, and it goes for all types of relationships. If you're going to practice this, however, make sure you actually follow through. Don't just offer a listening ear, then turn around and give a lecture. In my experience, the worst thing that can happen when it comes to parenting a tween is when they think you're about to lecture them. Immediate shutdown and resorting to toddler-like behavior. So, as I listen to her unload the woes of sixth grade life, I keep in mind how to respond based on what she needs in that moment. Does she need some actual sound advice or just some mommy love? The more I've done this, the better I've been able to read her without even having to ask. When it comes to tweens and teens, it's important to remember that they're going to make mistakes. This is the time for them to make mistakes. And as much as we want to control every situation like we've been doing for them their entire lives, we can't. We can always be there for guidance and support, but we need to let go of the reins a bit when it comes to decision-making. For example, Evangeline attends a performing arts school. This year, she had to choose between two interest areas, and she was absolutely torn. I offered my opinion when she asked for it, and then gave her the space to come to a decision on her own. Whatever she decided, whether I agreed with it or not, I chose to respect her wishes. She even went as far to email the appropriate parties at the school on her own to notify them of her decision. I gave her the opportunity to handle this situation however she felt was best for her, and I was absolutely blown away with her maturity. We need to give our teens so much more credit. They are capable of amazingly difficult things as long as we guide them appropriately. Of course, I'm not saying to completely give up control and stop parenting. Boundaries need to be set. But one day, they're going to be responsible for their lives, and if we don't properly prepare them, they're going to end up on Dateline. Trust me, I've seen it happen in real time. Realizing this now that Evangeline is a tween, I've been able to apply this technique when it comes to parenting Blair as a toddler. This reminds me of an experience I had with Evangeline when she was about six years old. We were down in South Carolina visiting Kyle's parents. One day, we decided to take the kids to the science museum. While I was getting ready, Evangeline did her own hair. She had two messy pigtails placed at her temples, hair splintering out in every direction, twisted around the hairband, and the rest of her hair flowing crazy at the crown of her head. 
I have pictures. I'll have to share in my Facebook or Instagram. Back then, I was horrified to take her out in public like that. Today, I'm horrified at my behavior. All I could think of was how her bold hairstyle would ruin my perfect pictures of a fun family day at the science museum. I asked her to let me fix her hair. When she refused, I became angry. I pleaded with her, but she wouldn't budge. This escalated into such a huge ordeal that even my mother-in-law and I got into it. I literally pouted in the car to cool off. What I failed to notice was how proud Evangeline was of herself. She thought she was doing an admirable thing by getting herself ready, and she was satisfied with her work. Yes, it would have been nice to have a child with neat hair, but it's not like we were going to anything formal. And even still, pick your battles, parents. Why not let her express herself and show off something she's proud of? I allow my kids to select their own outfits and hairstyles for the day. Most days, they're mismatched and wild, but they're clean and happy with their choices. Think of it this way. Two fashion choices Kyle hates most are ripped jeans and French tuck shirts. A French tuck is when a shirt is just tucked a bit in the front at the waist and then untucked everywhere else. My go-to casual style is a shirt French tucked into a pair of ripped jeans. Does Kyle get to dictate to me what to wear just because he doesn't like it? What do you think? So why should it bother me to allow my kids to make decisions for themselves that make them happy? In the midst of dodging erratic hormones, I'm concurrently on a diaper-free crusade. Now is the time for all the Karens to gasp in offense over the fact that my almost four-year-old isn't fully party trained. Out of your system? Great. Moving along. Jokes aside, it has been a battle potty training Blair. The more Blair's personality develops, I believe she's a genius. Listen, I know all parents say that about their kids, but Blair is something else. She's either going to become president or the greatest villain ever known to mankind. Shit, I guess those two go hand in hand. Regardless, she's going to change the world. Everything comes exceptionally easy to her. I feel having older siblings play a part in that as well, but it's also who she is. Not only does she pick up on things quickly, but her creative intelligence also keeps us on our toes. Even though she is extremely independent in all other aspects of life, Blair has been resistant to potty training. This has been a huge challenge for us. Graham was hesitant at first, but he quickly came around, and Evangeline practically potty trained herself. I always assumed Blair would potty train like Evangeline. Boy, was I wrong. We are going to Disney World in November, and we've been trying to use that as an incentive to get her potty trained. She informed us that she spoke with Minnie Mouse, and Minnie Mouse told her, quote-unquote, there are no toilets at Disney World, so she has to wear diapers. When we asked what the rest of us, who were potty trained, were supposed to do, she advised us to hold it. Blair doesn't have a problem wearing underwear, but for the longest time, she flat out refused to sit on the toilet. I think she did this because she's used to things happening quickly for her, but sometimes when you sit on the toilet, you have to wait a little bit for it to come. I'm a firm believer in not pushing kids to use the toilet. I consistently offer it throughout the day, but never force it. Eventually, they'll do it when they're ready. You heard it here first. 
I am proud to say we have crossed the threshold. As of the last two weeks, Blair has been wearing underwear daily and using the toilet without any accidents. Woo-hoo. Raising Blair is bittersweet. Being my last baby, every milestone of her stings. When Evangeline was growing, I had baby Graham. And when Graham was growing, I had baby Blair. It's a strange feeling to be on this side of parenting. The chapter where nothing feels new or fresh anymore because you're done having babies. There's this sensation that you're a seasoned parent now and you have everything figured out. But it's a mirage. Just because our kids are growing and becoming less dependent on us doesn't mean they don't need us. And just because we've been at this parenting game for a while doesn't mean that we know everything. Watching Blair grow and develop makes me take a step back and realize how quickly Evangeline grew. I regret flying through her toddler years without soaking them in. In retrospect, I feel parenting this age gap has taught me how to be a better mom for all of my children. Parenting my tween has allowed me to pull back on the reins with my toddler and let her creativity fly and see how she figures things out on her own and to allow her to be proud of her accomplishments, no matter how mismatched she is. Parenting my toddler has allowed me the awareness that my tween is still a child and learning to process her new emotions. Everything she is experiencing, she is experiencing for the first time, just like a toddler does. It's my job to help her understand that making mistakes isn't the end of the world just as I would for my three-year-old. I have to go on a little tangent here. If you have a child with a vagina, please teach her about her menstrual cycle. Scratch that. If you have a child, regardless of their genitalia, teach them about menstrual cycles. It's just as important for individuals with penises to learn about it because it's something half the population deals with and should be way more normalized. I have encountered so many females with the same experience. Their mom just threw a pad at them and expected them to figure it out. I'm gonna be honest, all three of my kids have known what a period was from an early age. No, I didn't shove it in their face and say, you need to know about this. Since privacy is non-existent as a mom, I have had a bathroom audience for 11 years now. When they were old enough to be curious about my pads or tampons, I explain the truth. I understand not wishing to explain to your toddler about her future period, but please discuss it with them before they start. Prepare them for what's to come. Since Evangeline started puberty at the age of eight, I'm not kidding, puberty is starting earlier and earlier. And I don't mean she started her period at eight, just puberty. When girls start puberty, they will first begin to develop breasts then pubic hair will appear, followed by a growth spurt, and finally, her period. I feel like I should do a female anatomy episode now. Anyway, when Evangeline started puberty at 8 years old, I put together a period baggie for her to keep in her book bag. It's a cute little zipper pouch filled with pads and a clean pair of underwear. This has not only come in handy for her, but she's also been able to help out a fellow classmate who needs a sanitary napkin. When Evangeline finally started her cycle just last month, guess who knew what to do? Yep, resourceful Blair. 
She ran to the bathroom, grabbed Evangelina Pad, and told her she'd be okay. It's just her period. This brings me to my favorite thing about parenting an age gap. The bond between my girls is amazing. Having the relationship I had with my younger siblings growing up, I never wanted to pressure Evangeline into caring for Blair. Now, I will ask her to help out here and there, but it's a completely different situation than having to care for them if I were a single mom who had no other option. For the most part, Evangeline loves caring for Blair. She does things with and for her just because. I'm sure this will change a bit as Blair grows and becomes the annoying little sister during Evangeline's teen years. But for now, they can't get enough of each other. One of my proudest moments as a mom is seeing my children get along and grow together. When parenting both a tween and toddler, you get to experience your parenting while watching them interact. It's amazing to witness Evangeline teach Blair something that I taught her. It's a surprising sense of pride to realize that you're doing okay as a parent. When I write an episode, I do a little research on what others have said relating to whatever topic I'm discussing. I found there to be a common thing amongst mommy bloggers regarding sibling age gaps. The perfect sibling age gap is two years. That sounds familiar. Teenage Samantha, who was a perfect mother before she even became one, believed the same thing. It's heartbreaking to think of overwhelmed moms scouring the internet for advice and help, but instead they stumble upon post after post on perfectly spaced out siblings. This would make me feel even more alone. Newsflash. There is no perfect age gap. There is no perfect anything in life. Stop comparing yourself to others and how their families were created. Your family is beautiful with all of its abnormal chaos, and it can still thrive even though it isn't considered the norm. I'm going to leave you with this. Every aspect of parenthood brings its own challenges and joy. There's no easy way out for anyone. Let go of the expectations you had and what society has when it comes to parenting. Sometimes when you're expecting life to hand you lemons, it throws you a pineapple, followed by a coconut. And what the hell are you supposed to do? (laughs) Combine the pineapple and coconut together for the perfect pina colada. And that's way better than some tart-ass lemonade anyway. Yeah, I just made a life analogy with fruit, and I'm not even sure it made complete sense, but that's the method to my madness inside my brain. Well, Glory Holes, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, feel free to reach out to me, livingrichardson at gmail.com or at livingrichardson across all my social media pages. I would love if you wanted to check out my Patreon page and see my new exclusive series, Light Me Up. There are two episodes out now. Third one will be dropping next Wednesday. It's always so freaking weird to end these. See you next time, bitches. Thanks for listening. 